We have just learned uh, recently here of the death of one of the great Utah State basketball players, Shaler Halliman, and uh, Coach Dale Brown was uh, at Utah State. In fact, one of the great stories of Aggie history is when uh, Liddell Anderson was in Southern California. He had gotten a letter from Dale Brown, a high school coach. He called Coach Brown, and it ended up, and Coach, you correct me on this, but ended up that on the recruiting visit, Coach, Coach Anderson took you with him to meet Shaler. Is that not true? Well, he was. That's correct. I had uh, I'd sent letters to numerous people. I was wanted to be a college coach and didn't have any connections, you know, and just a junior high school and a high school coach. So places I wanted to live. Well, that eliminated the East Coast. It was the West Coast and, you know, the Midwest more or less. And um, I only got an answer from two coaches. One of them was Liddell Anderson at Utah State, and the other was John Bennington at Michigan State. And uh, was it Michigan or Michigan State? I'm not sure where he was. Michigan State, I believe, wasn't yeah. he? John Bennington? Right. So um, I told my wife when I only got an answer. Now, people could have been courteous enough to just say, you know, we're sorry we don't have any openings. Thanks for your interest. But I told my wife from that, and I learned from that. I said, you know, that's really rude. If I ever got to be a head coach, I'd answer every call, every letter. That's just being polite. That's not going out of the way to be nice to anybody. It's just what you should do. Well, I kept on. Liddell Anderson sent me a real nice letter that they didn't have any openings. He was going to keep my name. And if he ever does, he certainly would contact me. So I'd try to send, them, send him stuff along the way when I'd see Utah State played well. Well, one day... I get called out of class by the president, uh, the uh, principal of the school, and said, you have an urgent call to my office. So I went in, and it was Liddell Anderson. Dale, he said, Liddell Anderson, where are you? He said, I'm in a gas station. I said, where? In Palm Springs. I said, don't leave, don't leave. Give me the address. Well, I don't know the address, but it's on the corner. I'll be right there. And I had a class to teach. So I go back to class, and I think, how am I going to get out of this? I'm not letting Liddell Anderson get out of town without meeting him. So I go back to class, stand in the doorway, and I said, okay, I'm going to give you a break now. I said, read tomorrow's chapter, and I'm going to give you a quiz on it. Take out your books. So there's only about 20 minutes left in class anyway. So I kind of walked around the room one time and then sprinted to the parking lot. I could have beaten Usain Bolt that day got to the car, drove down, practically ran into him as I skidded into the parking lot. So what are you doing in Palm Springs? He said, well, I'm going to recruit the best junior college player in the country. He said, try to get him to visit. He said, down in Imperial Valley, California. I said, what's his name? He said, Shader Helleman. I said, I'd like to go with you. Great. So we get in the car and drive and chit-chat about Utah State and what have you and Logan and, and the stadium. So he says, I'm not sure where we go. It was Imperial Valley College. So he says, here's a guy. There's a guy out raking, raking the uh, yard. And he had a big old sombrero hat on, you know, big old hat covering him up from the sun. And so I pulled up, rolled down the window and said, hey, excuse me. I said, can you tell us where we could find Shaler Helleman? And he had the rake in one hand, and he leaned on, and he said, I sure can, right here, I'm Shaler Helleman. Wow, I thought that was a break. So we started to communicate, 
down there. I, I don't know if he was had scheduled a meeting or not to come to Utah State. So I gave him all my feelings about stuff, and I said, man, when, when the kid left, he said, you had that down pretty good. Well, Shaver liked me. I gave him, I'd given him my number, and he called me. He said, I really liked what you said. And now, this guy, and this is not embellished, he told me he'd been offered cars, money, don't have to worry about going to, going, going to school. You'll make it okay. Your summer job, you don't even have to you can work out in basketball. <clears throat> Some of these schools were offering that. And he says, Coach, I don't, I don't want to do that. He said, all I would, he said, why should I, why should I come to Utah State? He said, what would be the reason for me to go there? I said, you mentioned you wanted to graduate, right? I said, I'll do everything in my power if you'll cooperate that you can graduate from Utah State. That sold him up didn't want anything else and they had nothing he was from romulus michigan he is and this is this is not being sentimental because he's passed on to heaven he was one of the greatest players in the country had he been at a more prominent school that got national attention more in basketball he'd have been in everyone's all-american but he made all-american teams he was never a problem he graduated uh, got to be a uh, a lottery pick and uh, just a, a good human being. Perpetual smile. And by the way, some months ago he called me and he was telling me that, uh, you know, he doesn't know how long he's got to live. And he, he didn't talk real well. He was talking slow and he, he'd had an, a couple little mini strokes. And he said, Coach, happiest I've been in my life, he says, in an old Logan and Cache Valley and Utah State. That was the wisest decision that I ever made. So when I got inducted into the College Basketball Hall of Fame, the two people I wanted there for sure were Adele Anderson, who gave me a break to get a, be, the, be in the Hall of Fame, and Shaler Hellman. And uh, when I get the call yesterday from a caretaker, he told me that she, uh, Shaler had passed, but his last words, he... he put in a box video uh, uh, tapes of his games at Utah State uh, pictures and other momentous trophies and whatever and he'd like me to have them so he asked for my address but that, that led on to Marvin Roberts that led on to Nate Williams that led on to that led on to Eddie Pelyabinskas that led on to like, Glenn Hansen, that led on. I mean, I can go down the line. Jimmy Moore, Shimmy Moore. He was, he truly was one of the great players in the country and a better person than he was a player. Coach, you were on the staff all of his years at Utah State. <clears throat> what, uh, what made him so special when you worked with him every day? Um, he was a very good listener. Uh, he didn't have all the answers. He wanted to learn. Uh, once you tell him something, he, he he really received things well, never defensive. I'm not sure that he even knew how good he was. He, he was all the publicity he got and some of the great, great games he had. I mean, I, I can remember some of them, and they were beyond spectacular. And um, just never.
never was a problem. There was never an incident, ever, in his entire career. So that old business, you know, which is a well, everybody has to cheat to, uh, you know, get good. It's just a lie. They don't. Baylor just won a national championship. Scott Drew. My daughter used to babysit with him. Homer Drew, his dad, was my assistant. They lived in Baton Rouge, right down the street from us. So just because somebody murders somebody, that doesn't mean everybody else has to murder somebody. So, And all those kids. And, you know, it's really funny. And you, here, here is Logan, Utah. It's Mormon. It's almost all white. Yet if you talk today, ask Jimmy Moore. I just had a conversation with a few months ago, and he sent his book to me. Ask Jimmy Moore what he thinks of it. Ask Nate Williams what he thinks of it. Ask Marvin Roberts what he thinks of it. Ask Shaler Hellman in heaven. You're gonna, well, I don't know if you're going to get there, so you, I'll, I'll do the asking for, <laughs> for you, Craig, if I get there. But um, they all love Logan, Utah. The people treated him with, 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 with grace and so sometimes a place can get knocking. Well, you know, it's all white. It's just all Mormon. It's all this. Those kids didn't see that. So apparently uh, when he'd had the stroke problems, if I understood this correctly, he had, he had asked you simply, can, can, we, can you just keep in touch with me, Coach? Can you call me weekly? Yeah, right. And you've been doing that apparently up until now. We've talked. We've talked, yes. And he, he was he, it was hard because he uh, his faculties were there, but he didn't he didn't have the same voice. But he never complained about it. And he was crippled up a little bit once too. I think he memory serves me right. I think he spent, spent some time in a wheelchair re- rehabilitating, but never complained. The super shade always had a perpetual smile. He had a. A, a substantive career. I know he played for a few NBA teams. He finished in the ABA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> a good liver. He didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't take drugs. So now it's... It really, really hit me last night because, you know, he was one of the first... Well, I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know how to recruit, you know, I just tried to be myself and tell him I'd be there for him, but it was never, and he'd he'd come in the office regularly and talk, and just a good, good human being. Have you heard from uh, anybody about any kind of services? I talked to Phil Olson. Phil Olson's already contacted uh, Utah State about it. I also talked to Marvin a few hours ago. I haven't talked to Nate yet, but Phil Olson, talk about a, talk about my blessing. I have, I coach Phil Olson too on the freshman team. All good people, and Phil Phil could have been a heck of a basketball player. He obviously knew he was going to be better in football, but tell you what, he 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 he, he was a pretty doggone good JV player for us. Have you heard from any of Shaler's teammates here since the, the news of his well, death? It just happened. You know, it just happened. Yeah. And I've been busy all day. Um, so it just happened. Uh, last night I found out about it. So I called Marvin, and then Marvin said he'd call. I mean, I called Marvin, and Marvin said he'd call Nate right away. And then I got a hold 
Well, we appreciate you taking some time to talk about Shaler because fans around here will remember him very well, and we just wanted to make sure somebody could. Well, out of sight, out of mind, but I'll tell you what, he's, he, he, there's some great ones. We started with Wayne Estes before him, and there, there, there has to be the top five players in the history of that school. If Shaler Hellman isn't in the top, top five, I, I, I don't know who would be. Well, Nate Williams and Marvin Roberts, obviously. but And just a good human being. Never had a problem. Never had, never, never, never challenged anything. It was a fun time in Cache Valley. And without an injury in the regional championship, I don't believe UCLA could have beaten us because Nate Williams sprained his ankle the night before in practice and played on one ankle, and I can't remember. He got in double digits tonight against UCLA, and then they went on and won it. Well, that was one of the great times in Aggie basketball history. There's no question about it. And great times with great people. Not something you want to be ashamed of. And I want to ask you a question. Has anyone broken the great ex-tennis coach at Utah State's record yet? They didn't even know how to keep score? Oh, I don't think that'll ever happen. D the Dale Brown era in uh, Aggie tennis will go live on. Greg, th that is really one of the funniest things of all time. That whole story, which we've talked about before on the air with you, but that, that, that again was the kids were good listeners. They knew that I meant what I said about being disciplined and being on time. But I, I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't even know how to keep score. Why does a coach need to know how to keep score? Well, you have to call. You have to. You have to call in the scores. <laughs> like told me to uh, call in the scores. So the first guy called in. We were playing at Arizona Arizona State tournament, and the guy said I won uh, six two. No, no, he says six two four six six two three three six two six. I thought, well, what the heck? I don't know. You add him up, what do you do? How come sometimes he says 2-6, other times he says 6-2 or whatever it is? So I didn't call in the scores. I did learn how to keep score, but that was it. <laughs> Coach, we appreciate your time. Greg, good to talk to you, and uh, I hope they'll do something nice at Utah State because he loved Utah State, and here's a way of loving him back by having a nice memorial for him. Well, they've already sent out a story. I know that. It, that just Don't came out. Don't forget to tie this next year, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, Greg. Love you. Thank you, Coach. Bye.